Welcome to Fistball Inside, the weekly podcast magazine of the International Fistball Association. I'm IFA President Jörn, and this is episode number 22, which was recorded on the 2nd of February. It's the episode after the first edition of the World Fistball Day, which was celebrated on Saturday, the 30th of January. And as always, it's a great pleasure to have with me our co-host, our Secretary General, Chris. Hi, Chris. How was your World Fistball Day? Hi, Jörn, and hello, Fistball World. Yeah, Jörn, uh, it's a pleasure to be here again with you in our uh, 22nd podcast episode. Unbelievable. And yeah, it's um, yeah the first episode after our World Fistball Day. It was a very busy day, I would say, uh, and I enjoyed it so much. I had so much energy, energy after the World Fistball Day, after all the activities and the feedback we received on social media. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun and uh, I'm looking forward to the next World Fistball Day and uh, just to, to give our listeners um, an overview why it was a busy day, uh, because we had so many activities uh, all over the day and some activities um, has been for public and some uh, were closed or was not for public. Uh, so we had several calls uh, with our presidents from the national federations and continental associations all around the world. world. Yeah, and it started already at 8 a.m. It's quite early for me to be honest. Uh, uh, it's common to start the day, uh, the working day, a little bit later, so 8.30, I would say, and it lasts much longer than 5 p.m. It lasts, yeah, very often to 8 p.m., 9, 10 p.m., um, even during uh, home office time. Uh, but, yeah, it really was worth it. And, uh, Jörn, I would suggest let's hear some quotes from the call with Rolf in place. Uh, definitely, it was an interesting conversation and here are some of the quotes. Uh, just before Christmas, we we ran our, our club competition and um, that was, I think more than anything, just to get people going again. We, after lockdown in New Zealand, everything went pretty quiet for a while. And uh, I think sport in general, people were, after going through a time of not doing much, um, I think people were slow to fill up their busy calendars again with with things. So we we found we just wanted to get things going again so that people were reminded about getting involved and getting out and playing sports. So we probably had about 70% uh, of um, teams that we would normally have in a competition, which is was almost better than what we thought. So it's actually really good. I found that this season... Uh, there's been, almost been a resurgence in fistball. We've had a really good turnout. People are really just happy to be out and they're just happy to be doing community sport and um, uh, and be socially mingling. So it's been, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's been really good. I think the, 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 the few festivist events we've had since, um, since we've, uh, since the lockdown is just a, a regular fistball tournament. Um, we had seven teams here and, and now we're just rolling on with catching up with an awards night that we missed last year that was cancelled due, uh, due COVID. And 
And after that, it continued with a European call. Also, some very interesting discussion. We discussed uh, very important topics concerning the events in the current uh, COVID-19 crisis uh, with Uli, Franco, Gerhard, Peter and Armin. So um, it was a conversation in German. That's why we show no, not some quotes of that, uh, but it was really interesting. And parts of that, of course, will be published uh, in the nearby future uh, as you may imagine that we talked about the very important upcoming events like the European Championships, the World Championships uh, and much more details uh, which are very important for the member federations. But uh, there was another call. At the end of the day, we had a call with the Americas. So it was Rodrigo and Ron. Let's also hear some of their quotes. So we're trying to continue to promote and, uh, you know, keep fistball alive as we can and uh you know this is just a hard time to recruit people and get people out to see the sport we have i i think uh, um a personal situation because we really wanted to 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 perform the the, the world championship and because of these COVID times uh, we we can do that and it is a a, a very a, a hope signal um, I think, uh, and I trust in the in the in the IFA, and I trust in in the in our friends from Switzerland. Uh, there were not only calls with our presidents. Uh, we had also we celebrated uh, a world premiere, the Mighty Fist movie premiere, um, and uh, the movie has been watched by more than 1,500 people on Facebook and YouTube, and uh, yeah. In my opinion, for a 45 minutes documentary, the number is not bad and really it's worth watching it. So a great documentary. And if you didn't uh, watch it yet, uh, you should start it now and uh, yeah, go on YouTube and Facebook and watch the Mighty Fist documentary. Uh, definitely, and it's still there. And these figures you just mentioned are just two days after the first release, the premiere. Uh, so um, it's still increasing. And um, the good thing is we have talked to live just before the World Feastball Day. And here you can listen to a little conversation we had with him about feastball in South Africa. There are many reasons why life happens the way it happens. And I think there was never a lightning bolt moment that was like, this is the thing we're going to do. But, but you know, I, I, I left my brother in Australia more than 20 years ago. We've always been in, in competition with each other. And over the years, I realized I was probably not going to go back. And, and I thought, well, how, how do I find an excuse to keep, you know, to be a little bit, be one, one ahead of my brother all the time. And I thought, you know what? He, he started the Fistball League in Australia and they were going so well and they're really enjoying themselves. And they, they toured Pakistan and they really, it was really amazing what they managed to achieve. And uh, I thought to myself, I was turning 40 and it's like, it's not acceptable that he should be allowed to do such things and I should be sitting here feeling sorry for myself. And I had a great group of friends at the time. We were all turning 40 or thereabouts and we realized, you know what, like life, life is short and, and you've got to grab the opportunities as they present themselves. And 
there ain't many international sports stars left in the world over the age of 40. So we realized time was running out. And I think that's when we, we really seriously looked at fistball as an opportunity. And it was it truly was a remarkable journey. It's really all I can really say. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was the best thing we could have done. But when I listened to the Australian podcast, they said a little bit, and I'm not sure whether this is right, that the story you covered in that movie is, in true, the story of the Australian Fistball Association. They would say that because they don't really like understand how these dynamics work. Because the thing with Australians, you see, having lived there myself and knowing it well, they're always big on the talk. But when it comes to getting onto the playing field, the wheels kind of fall off. And I know that they beat us in the 2015 World Championships, but it wasn't by much. And I can tell you now, if the youngsters that I saw that were playing fistball in South Africa now had the chance to play against those guys in Australia, they wouldn't stand a chance. So we should do a rematch uh, within the next weeks or months as soon as it's uh, allowed to be back on track on the fistball pitch. I tell you what, we'll throw out the challenge anytime. Don't you worry. <laughs> so far about South Africa and FISBOL and uh, another session we had was the president session asked the president session watched by over 1000 people uh, on YouTube and Facebook and uh, yeah also the workshop about anti-doping and safeguarding athletes uh, which was a lower number uh, more than 330 uh, already watched it so far it's still a good number I think uh, because it shows that even in this time if we offer something some information as webinar uh, it will be broadly anticipated and uh, watched by our community. But uh, coming back to the let's ask the president session, Rand doesn't question uh, which we answered in German and English. Uh, what was your favorite question, Chris? Oh, I would say the most interesting ones were the questions about the IOC recognition and the Olympic Games. And uh, I could see it's a very Uh, important topic for our community because there were a lot of uh, questions regarding the topic and uh, the most interesting was about the um, candidate city of um, Germany at the Olympic Games 2032 uh, when a German guy, sorry I forgot his name, um, asked about if uh, FISBOL will be part of um, Yeah, yeah, the candidate of Rhein Ruhr, he asked uh, whether football will be played if the host city Rhein Ruhr will be chosen. Uh, let's see whether the Germans have a chance to, to get that Olympics. And then uh, you answered that question very well. It's still a long way to be gone. My, my favorite question was the question with the, about the first uh, female IFA president. Uh, and if you want to listen what I said to that, uh, just go to this uh, videotape at uh, the minute 7.15. You can listen to what I answered to that question. But there are plenty of more topics. Uh, the one you have been mostly uh, involved with, I think it was the question about the under 18. Uh, that was really coming from the bottom of your heart. Uh, you, you presented the highlights uh, someone asked for about the upcoming event in Greece. But that's uh, normal. 
Absolutely, a lot of passion uh, within that event, and uh, there were some more uh, questions also regarding uh, COVID. Uh, does COVID change our sport, or will there be new regulations uh, and uh, prevention concepts for our sport? Does COVID affect our women's world championship or as well the uh, men's European championship, and so on? So it was a really interesting session and I enjoyed it very much and thanks to our audience for all the questions and Jörn, I think we should do such sessions much more often than we did in the past. Uh, definitely and it, it showed us uh, just the feedback and the question raised uh, that there is an interest in the work uh, of feasible on the national and international level as well and so um, yeah we should do this uh, at least uh, one or two more times uh, in 2021. But uh, there was another action. We called for action, the feasible clean out and telling the truth, I was on one hand overwhelmed, uh, but also a little bit disappointed. So, uh, we have seen hashtag pictures with plenty of things to be donated, especially thanks to Roland Sheep uh, who donated uh, and also has uh, posted plenty of shirts. Uh, his wife might be happy about uh, now to have a, a cleared wardrobe uh, and to be filled again by her. Uh, but this has been so many stuff. Uh, thank you so much. And also, uh, Facebook, uh, where uh, donated several new products. Uh, thanks to all you who supported our call for action for the benefit of our development program. But Chris, what else have we seen? Yeah, uh, there was not only uh, actions from IFA initiated. You also have seen activities in Leipzig, in Germany, or Argentina or Australia. Uh, would you say a few words about the Fistibus in, in Australia? Yeah, it was a, a normal match day and uh, Rolf in the in the early morning call uh, informed us about that and uh, it was good. And also in, in Argentina, uh, several uh, sportive activities because uh, these countries currently are in the summertime and they play baseball. And so it's good to see uh, that, uh, let's say, normal activities are integrated in that world baseball day. Uh, and we're looking forward that in the future, it, uh, in 2022, it might just be easier and it raises awareness about baseball on that day and so already bookmark in your calendar next year the 30th of January to celebrate then the 62nd birthday of the International Feasible Association. Chris I think for today it's enough it's time to say goodbye and as always uh, we finished with and please don't forget together we are Fistball. Fistball.